Hello everybody. Welcome to I think the penultimate episode of the Sex Education series. I am very excited for this episode. I have with me two of my very good friends, Polomi and Elena. Hi. Thank you very much. Uh so just to give a small background, Elena is a neuroscientist or a budding neuroscientist. Budding <laughs> okay so i'm very excited to hear a lot of your um, thoughts on the topic for today which is i want to say sexual orientation but um i think like you pointed out to me before this may be different from gender so when i say sexual orientation i mean the entire thing gender orientation and uh, monogamy etc etc a lot of the lgbt spectrum overall yes so can we just start with uh, the definition or you know elena however you want to go about it So I would say gender is quite tricky. Uh I did have the definition pulled up. It's sort of defined roughly archaically as either of the two sexes or as a range of characteristics pertaining to and differentiating between masculinity and femininity. Mhm. Although many people would argue a lot of lgbt people especially would argue that masculinity and femininity femininity do not necessarily coincide with gender so the very definition of gender is quite debated and i i mean i'm pretty sure everyone has heard this phrase of gender is a social construct and um people sort of always wonder well if gender is a social construct then why do people care about their gender identity and things like that so um it's quite debated and inconclusive but i guess the most commonly used phrase would be gender identity and that has been more or less been defined uh, as someone's personal preference or sense of their own gender uh so for example you could identify as a feminine man but you are still a man and that's up to you whether you decide to identify that way or not even though someone else uh may have a different perception of your gender which can be problematic but yeah just to give you an idea mm-hmm. i did read somewhere that gender is what you perceive yourself as whereas yeah. sex is your is what you are attracted to that would be incorrect because your sex is basically the sex you've been assigned at birth and your legal sex so you could be a trans male but your legal sex could be female and till the time you legally transition your sex would still come up um as what was assigned at birth so it would actually be harmful thing for a child to be associated as a male or female yeah although a lot of would argue a lot of people who are themselves trans or gender fluid would argue that it is okay to be assigned a sex as long as people can get more comfortable with the idea of fluidity and change and things like that whereas a lot of people are strongly in favor of raising children as gender neutral and uh sort of letting them decide how they feel about their identity as they grow i mean mentally i feel like uh, having a gender neutral would be better for a child to grow up i think it's quite personal i know a lot of parents now who do decide to raise their kids as gender neutral uh or a lot of people who use gender neutral pronouns or uh small things like you'd use 
sibling instead of brother or sister or like nibbling instead of niece and nephew partner instead of girlfriend boyfriend husband or wife are little changes i think most people including cis hetero people are trying to make in order to be more inclusive and encouraging more gender neutral terminology in general but i think people have varying opinions in terms of whether a child should be raised as gender neutral or not because it would also link to why would you raise a child differently if their sex differed uh shouldn't you just let a child do whatever kind of thing so no i was just saying that's a massive debate i say i was saying that isn't it true that your sexual orientation i don't know again if this is the same as gender but isn't it true that your sexual orientation can change over time yes and so can gender identity both can right so it would make sense to raise somebody as gender neutral because with time they are gender i think the way i personally feel about it although this is just my is you just raise a child as like in theory gender neutral or like you don't really force gender stereotypes upon them that's the way i would do it although about pronouns i'm really uh really not sure um because also when you're younger i don't know if that would be like as in if you're trying to learn how to speak and you look in the grammar and uh for example again this is with english in mind but other languages a lot of words would have a gender associated with it like for example like a phone in spanish is i think female although it could be the other way i don't know but so i, I can tell you about spanish where like objects have gender associated with it as well whereas like the language i grew up is gender neutral yeah, yeah. even hindi has a gender associated to inanimate objects actually most most languages to even german to ah. and anyways um, we could maybe focus next on when do you think the change comes in a child where they try to experiment post puberty or when they try to explore themselves or when they kids themselves that they realize that uh, are you talking about gender or sexual orientation i mean that's where i get, i feel like there's a blur lines that are happening okay so so yes and no i wouldn't say they necessarily interact uh yeah i personally don't think they interact i do think they're different things uh they they do come under the category of being lgbt or queer but um i don't think they intersect they are different you you can you can for example you could be born male you identify as a woman and you're only attracted to men that essentially makes you a straight woman so i don't necessarily think gender and sexual orientation intersect but the simple answer to your question is i think it just varies for everyone and um in addition to the fact that it just varies person to person there's also cultural influences that could dictate how comfortable you get with certain ideas because there is a lot of internalized phobia in a lot of these communities so um i would say there is no one age i know people who like i personally know people who've discovered at the age of 40 i know people who've known since they were 3 um speaking of knowing apparently there is a test that one can do 
to know mm-hmm. what sexual orientation is. It's called the... Um, it's on the scale of one to six, isn't it? Or like zero to six. Is that the one? Uh, there are like uh, two tests. One of them is uh, from IDR Labs and it's developed, it's called the Kinsey's, sorry. Yeah. Uh, one is the Erotic Response and Orientation Scale developed by Michael Storms. And the other is the Kinsey Scale Test. But yeah. apparently the Kinsey Scale Test is found to be overly binary. Yeah, it is very binary. I have I have seen that one and it is very binary and it assigns you a scale of zero to six where six is the most gay and zero is the least gay which is it just does not work um so i wouldn't know about that i have seen the idr one and that also has more questions but again i personally don't think these tests are much of an indication but that's again my personal opinion i see yeah so speaking of i have been reading up on two things but before we go there can you give us the definitions of um, lgbtq this comes under orientation right not gender um no both come under it actually so for example you have lgbtqia at the moment Mm -hmm. because one of the things is intersex and trans so it does include gender as well although they are different things but I think a lot of queer people come under this just because it's a minority that has something to do with gender and sexuality but yeah okay so it's been gay bisexual transgender queer intersex asexual pansexual slash poly plus is what it is at the moment Okay, so lesbian is a woman uh, being attracted towards a woman. Uh, yes, although a lot of people who identify as lesbians would also be attracted to maybe non-binary folks as well. Hmm, okay. So I think that's quite personal and people self-label. Okay. And gender is a spectrum and sexual orientation is also a spectrum. Yes. Right. So gay is then males, I'm just trying to get the the right wording over here. Um, Uh, Yeah, it would be a man, obviously self-identifying man attracted to another man or possibly someone non-binary, although a lot of... Mm -hmm. And then bisexual is being attracted to the entire spectrum or... Uh, so the bi-pan umbrella uh, would come under being attracted to multiple genders. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it encompasses. Uh, but there's a lot of debate about the definition of bisexual. Originally, it meant being attracted to a man and a woman. Currently, it's quite blurry. Um, so I would say the bi-pan umbrella encompasses different sexualities. And then you have bisexual and pansexual, polysexual and omnisexual, which are the main ones under the umbrella. Although the difference between bisexual and polysexual isn't, or two kinds of bisexuality could be omni and poly. That's a better way to put it. What is omnisexual? Someone who is omnisexual would be attracted to all or most genders, but would view gender as a factor 
or would quote unquote notice gender someone who is pansexual does not notice gender at all or it's not a factor for them at all and polysexual just means being attracted to multiple genders although not all or not as many um and you do use gender as a filter for example in real life let's assume person a is attracted to someone who is a man and a woman and they would be i guess bisexual uh but also the definition is a bit blurb because of the trans bit because again people are still getting used to the idea of a trans certain gender being a valid member of the gender they want to belong to so it is considered a bit problematic at the moment but in theory uh omnisexual just means you're basically this is the easiest way i can explain although this is not what it means uh is basically your pansexual but you do see gender so you are attracted to like all or most and you see you, but you see gender as a factor but with polysexual you're not attracted to all genders uh but the very definition of what gender is is a blur so that would be and, and then we have asexuals too right the ones that are attracted to anyone Yes, so you have asexuality and different kinds of sexuality which comes under the same thing but is slightly different. Uh so for example, you could you could be um it means you're not sexually attracted. So you could be romantically attracted or there are people who are aromantic but have sexual attraction. So it has a lot of these little things within it and within that as well sexually or romantically depending on whatever your situation is, you could be attracted to different kinds of genders so that would put you in the bipan umbrella or you could be in that sense uh attracted heterosexually or whatever or like heteroromantically uh, so yeah that, that, if that makes sense yeah Yeah. Uh so just to complete we did LGBT is transsexual uh it's transgender oh sorry sorry transgender and transgender is someone who's not cisgender so they don't feel like they fit sex that was assigned to them at birth okay so that's transgender and then you said intersex right uh yeah so someone who's either questioning or just knows that they're somewhere on these spectrums can just go like hey I'm queer and like the end of it although you could be gender queer specifically or queer in terms of your sexual orientation okay okay and um, some people would lobby for lgbt the entire term because you keep adding letters to it and um things like that to be under the umbrella term of queer but not everyone agrees right uh so that's lgbtqi is intersexual Uh, sorry intersex yeah intersex is when you have uh, both the genitalia yeah so you're born with characteristics of both male and female so you're assigned intersex at birth yeah okay and then you said iap so asexual and pansexual okay uh, or that's again a bit so like 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 with q where it's queer and questioning people fan or pol mhm i see okay wow i just feel like i opened a biology textbook after so many years and 
so so many different definitions uh okay great now i know what these terms mean amazing put it in there um i think a lot of people view labels as excessive confusing or unnecessary and this is sort of my personal message which is like um labels can sometimes help people just um identify themselves uh more easily can help themselves find themselves more easily find their community and things like that so just as a psa just respect labels whether you personally think it's a good idea or not you don't have to adhere to it but uh for someone it could make all the difference yeah and that's really important for sure because especially since i live in a country that's islamic it's really hard to find a group of friends that would respect whatever you feel and talk about regarding gender and sexual orientation right uh where are you based by the way at the moment i'm in dubai ah okay so speaking of um islamic countries uh i've been trying to look into the history of this because what i don't understand is at what point in time or in the history of mankind did this phobia come up i i mean mostly it's just homosexual phobia but in general just phobia of something not being straight so to say i would say it's varied quite a bit across the world and in different cultures and uh, personally i don't know enough to pinpoint where uh but for example there is evidence of like sufi saints being gay or you know women in india being lesbian and being involved in um polyamorous relationships with women and bisexual men and all of that so uh th- th- some people believe that it was with the colonization of the world that queer phobia spread there isn't conclusive evidence but there's a lot of text on this if you're interested and you want to read up and there's a book by dev dot patnaik also on this actually and uh for example there are characters in the gita that are transgender or are homosexuals and things like that so yeah even in the mahabharat you have shikhandi who was uh, yeah i yeah. i think uh born female and then yeah. at some point turned male and actually married a female Yes, although that's a very strange story if you've seen it. Don't recall the story entirely. Something about them going to a forest and like hunting and just becoming more tough and manly. So that does play a tiny bit into the gender stereotypes in general, and I wouldn't personally see how uh you know, um I I guess yeah but uh, definitely they do change their gender right and also in in if you look at uh, hindu temples for example the khajuraho temples a lot of scenes sculptures that actually depict homosexual or bisexual activity yes so yeah wikipedia says that hinduism has traditionally portrayed homosexuality as natural and joyful Though some texts do contain injunctions against homosexuality, namely among priests, a large part of it in religious context, the Bible verses being some would say misinterpreted, some would say interpreted correctly, or things in the Quran. Although I would not, I'm not confident. Yeah, this is more it. of the the Abrahamic religions, I believe. Yeah, their origin is. Yes and also what's confusing to me is from what I know from a friend different churches have different ways of interpreting the bible 
that means my friend changed her family church to another church because she realized that her morals lined up more according to a church she found in dubai compared to the church that was already existing in tamil nadu and that was coming here to dubai that means it really depends on where she decides to go and says that my morals according to the way this verse is interpreted is suited to my choice which i find really interesting because if that's the case then because there's only one verse in the bible that says that you shall not lay with the man but from what i've seen with another a man should not lay with another man and but there were a lot of interpretations that said that it actually meant a man should not lay with a boy and since yeah. it's been decades and centuries of change of language to books to prints I feel like interpretations can go really wrong. Yeah. So a lot of people do believe it was boy. Uh although again I'm personally not going to comment on what I think it is because I'm not informed in, enough. Uh but I do know for a fact that there are a lot of churches that do um accept um anyone queer right now and uh stuff like that so yeah uh it does vary church to church and person to person um and there are also churches which do think that it's wrong but also you're meant to love your neighbor as you would yourself or uh some would believe that praying for correction or whatever you want to call it is a more christian thing to do than basically exclude someone from the church community so for different reasons churches do or do not accept people who are gay but one may i think in general conclude that uh, most of the phobia originates from this thing that uh, sex is mostly for reproduction which is why a man should lie with a woman possibly no that's the basic one yeah because when i was trying to discuss this with a friend of mine who i mean you come to the university's first year you're trying to understand what everyone else's morals are and how your friends think about things like regarding different topics right so it just came up with a christian friend and she's like god said adam and eve were not adam and steve but I mean I understand her respect whatever she thinks and feels but this was just one of the answers I got yeah that's been a very rampant statement um in yeah. the LGBT protests but I guess I guess it does boil down to your reproductive organs but then I would I would not understand why people have problems with people expressing themselves differently but still being in technically heterosexual relationships so i would i would still argue that it's a bit it's a bit more than just that um and people have a lot of inherent stereotypes about what a man and woman should be to begin with and about masculinity or femininity in general right and yeah speaking of uh, history another thing that i was interested in learning about was what exactly is the cause of um any sort of sexual behavior uh is there a biological thing or uh, can it be environmental i think humans again depending on if you are someone who is i guess not asexual or let, let's just say you are someone who enjoys sexual pleasure yeah i think the point of a sexual interaction is to achieve that pleasure and um 
having whether you have sex again the definition of that would vary but whether you have sex with a man a woman someone who's non-binary anyone really the point is to uh, receive pleasure and that does happen so w- if, if you are a sexual person you seek it because of that it's it's as simple as that there is obviously uh, some degree of a biological drive in, in the entire living sort of in, in the entire living species who are sexually reproductive to reproduce but the point of sex is pleasure at the end of the day no i sorry what i meant was that is there some sort of uh, is it something coded into our genes that can tell us uh, our sexual orientation so i don't think there's very conclusive evidence for that or also were you trying to uh, talk about basically nature nurture kind of stuff right yeah right so i um again that's quite debated because um there are twins where like one like if they share the same dna and one is straight or gay but um yeah i personally don't know of evidence pointing either way but also just in general as i'm sure you know but uh in general the way our genes work is by either expressing or not so um one could just have different expression of some gene than the other but thus far there has been no evidence that it's um genetic or environmental as with most things in life like as with any like or dislike in life uh, that there, there is no evidence to suggest how exactly that comes about uh although i'm not someone who would know the most about this but it has been shown that it is a very a uh, valid thing and a lot of neuroscientists would agree that there are certain as in i don't want to there has been evidence to show that conversion therapy just does not work and things like That's that interesting and that it's just a form of torture okay yeah i mean there's a big debate about gender identity versus gender dysphoria i think people who don't identify as cis do experience gender dysphoria in general and yes dysphoria would be a part of realizing you're not cis possibly uh-huh. uh you, do we want to define dysphoria that no, i want to define what cis is i don't know what cis is cis is identifying as the gender you're assigned at birth so like say you're assigned the sex of male at birth you identify as a man that would make you cis okay cool yeah and what's the op- so d- gender dysphoria is basically the incongruity i guess between the sex assigned at birth and what you believe is your gender identity so hence i say for anyone who isn't cis that's a very normal thing to experience although although some people would view it as a mental illness problematic so problematic yeah. which okay. is quite problematic or um i i know for a fact that some people would kind of expect you to get over it at a certain age um or like quote unquote deal with it or things like that i know a lot of people who say that uh people understand it but just don't think it's worth the effort of coming out or transitioning or whatever and the to be fair like transition can be expensive it can be a lot on one's body so 
there is a lot of debate about that when it should be done and you know what not which i don't have answers to but it's quite debated what should be done if you are trans do you still live in that body but for some people the dysphoria can be really really damaging and difficult uh, some people do identify as a different gender but are comfortable living in the same body as long as they express themselves differently and yeah so it's very personal yeah speaking of uh, this thing uh, one thing that i did read was apparently your at least you have something that is assigned to you even before you are born like there are some scientists that believe your gender and sexual orientation is decided at the time of conception and uh, another thing that i read was there is this thing called fraternal birth order effect which mm-hmm. actually says that this is only for men it says that the probability of a boy growing up to be gay increases for each older brother born to the same mother and the probability actually increases by around 33% which is not a small number mhm uh yeah and um they said that this is a, well this is a paper by uh, uh it was first researched on by Ray Blancard and Anthony Bogert yeah there seems to be a lot of papers on this subject and uh yeah the the key role apparently is um it results from a progressive immunization of the mother against a male specific cell adhesion protein i don't know what these words mean but what i understand is that it's something that happens inside the mother i wouldn't know enough about the second thing you mentioned to comment mhm again i've heard about it in passing but i've never looked into it personally because without a logical reasoning um as in as in i would i would argue that there are more studies against than for or more inconclusive studies so i haven't really looked into it um although about the former that you mentioned that even before uh did you say before conception No no at, at the period of conception there are some scientists who believe your gender and sexual orientation are decided at the period of conception I definitely disagree with that because both change throughout your life for sure maybe not for everyone but for a vast majority of people um especially queer people so I would definitely argue against the first one and uh I would say both are on a spectrum and dynamic and um attraction and love and all of that is unpredictable enough so i would definitely <laughs> oh that's true yeah i was looking at the international lga organization website the sexual orientation laws in the world so they have a png and all and languages showing how showing all the different laws in different countries where you can be criminalized for consensual same sex sexual acts between adults and where this protection and i would say half of the world criminalizes where the other half supports it but i can only see one two three four countries where the constitution protects it but it's kind of 
kind of scary because if you're in any other country other than the ones highlighted I mean you would suppress it to the edge of it to point it that it affects your mental health as well as your relationships and in addition to same sex sex being criminalized in many countries um even in countries where it has been decriminalized you still can't get married if you're the same sex yeah yeah exactly so russia and china and kazakhstan mostly they're saying there's no protection and no crime but if you go up to other countries in the middle east you have death penalties uh, 10 years in prison 8 years in prison and if you go to africa there's a mix of all of them and only in angola and botswana and mozambique have employment protection and if we look at india even though same sex um or the act of a sexual act with the same sex was decriminalized recently you still don't have rights as a gay couple for example so um i'm pretty sure you've heard about it but section 377 was decriminalized i want to say in 2018 maybe 18 yeah 2018 and um about a year later yeah about a year later trans the trans bill did it get passed i can't remember but um it did yeah Yeah so the trans bill got passed and um that itself is quite harmful uh and kind of yeah so even though i guess you wouldn't be penalized for engaging in a sexual act you still can't really live a whole life um and especially because a lot of people who might not be heterosexual would also be gender queer um it is quite problematic so i i in that sense we're definitely nowhere near a conducive situation that's why probably we don't have that many researchers that try to explore because otherwise I mean you need people to come forward and be ready to take part in the research to say that we went through this if the laws itself don't help you then i mean we can't do a lot about the laws currently i guess what we can do is understand what we can do to support the community there is a website uh, on uc davis uc davis is a college and they have a a web page called bdqia resource center and over there they have mentioned some words that you should not use because they are hurtful can you list some of them also by the way please yeah yeah i'm i'm going to list all of them nice okay so bitch in any language right really used towards women but it is still bad even if used towards men or queer people mm-hmm. ghetto or ratchet used to describe something or someone as cheap or worn out then there is illegal alien which essentially is speaking about undocumented immigrants then there is no homo which stresses the speaker's heterosexuality or masculinity hmm. retarded lame crazy and dumb targets mental emotional and physical disabilities as objects for ridicule that's so gay stigmatizes gay and queer people 
can I just say by the way when someone queer goes like that so yeah that's that's a good thing so um, I just find this really funny but okay. yes poor <laughs> uh, po and slut dismisses anyone seen as being too sexual bisexuality does not really exist people are just gay or straight this denies the fluidity of sexuality and dismisses people's experiences I think everyone is really bisexual. While this is often meant to acknowledge the fluidity of sexuality, it dismisses the reality of people who identify as bisexual. You're too femi or butch to be bisexual. So you're going to have to tell us what femi and butch is, Elena. Uh, so femme is basically, uh, it's, it's commonly thrown around um, the lesbian. community and lesbian culture but it's someone who looks like um a heterosexual woman so someone i mean stereotypically speaking would someone who maybe has long hair and wears dresses and wears makeup and has their nails done and wears heels and just just, just things like that which are problematic on many fronts because also not all or many heterosexual women would dress like that and you can't really look at someone and decide what their sexuality is um, and butch is someone who is more masculine so it's basically the more feminine and masculine kind of lesbian so um, a butch lesbian would probably have shorter hair or like a buzz cut or an undercut or wear flannel and wear like just more quote-unquote manly clothes um, and this is really uh, interesting because a lot of um, bi people try to strike the balance between looking femme and butch for this very reason so yeah it is it is quite strange or like a lot of non-binary people would try and strike a balance as well due to the same reason just to be accepted as valid mm-hmm. okay so um yeah don't say you're too femme or butch to be bisexual you said butch right yeah okay okay then we have Bisexual people just want straight privilege. Not even going to explain why this is a weird state. Let's not go there. <laughs> Bisexual people are just greedy and want to have sex with everyone. <laughs> this is so problematic also because not everyone who's bisexual has sex to begin with. Oh, which is another point I wanted to bring up. This is more of like... Uh, what someone who's maybe polyamorous would think but different relationships have different dynamics and bring out different sides of a person so hence when we were talking about being assigned a certain sexuality especially i just fundamentally disagree because you can have varied interactions with varied people um and all of them could be valid it just depends on your dynamic with said person yeah yeah Uh, in fact i did read some articles where they spoke of you know a person who was uh, who had uh, a female who had affairs with a lot of men she never got married and uh, she decided to settle down with another female at the age of 60 and um, i mean she had identified as straight her entire life and yeah. uh, you know because it's it's something that changes with time and apparently feeling of love can help can you know cause a change in your orientation 
yeah and also sometimes you just grow up like homophobic because that's what's been taught to you and it takes an entire lifetime to undo that and then you go like ah actually i am gay or actually i'm bi or actually i don't want to sleep with anyone because again we're fed this norm of at a certain age you get married to the opposite sex you have children blah 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 it takes an entire lifetime to undo that in one way or another yeah so bisexual people are not greedy and may not want to have sex with everyone we should tell these people keep your opinions to yourself and just live your own life and stop assuming things about everyone else everyone yeah. just wants equal rights just want to love and live with whoever they want to it's that simple right yeah yeah um okay and then we have chani which is an offensive word for trans then there is that person does not really look like a woman or man problematic obviously mm-hmm. uh, what is your real name i mean the one you were given at birth mm-hmm. and uh, can cause mental trauma um, then there is the the pronoun thing the he or she so i don't know the different kinds of pronouns um there are many uh, uh although again maybe not many but i'll just go through i guess common ones uh he him she her they them i can't remember either way the point i wanted to make here is one person can also have multiple pronouns but yeah i can only think of z at the moment other than what is what does z stand for i think it's another one used basically um by someone who doesn't fit into the binary and identifies as gender neutral yeah there's a huge charts available a a t z z f p p u yeah it's very very vast yeah if you google up neo pronouns you'll probably see yeah. I mean it's it's really wide there are 72 genders 78 genders because technically uh non-binary and gender neutral or a gender and things like that are all different so uh, again it no one knows how many genders there actually are but i would say it's somewhere between 54 and 71 and you can have intersecting gender identities as well usually i have seen people just end up using the them instead of confusing people with z because it's tough to bring it up in conversations but that shouldn't be an alternative i don't know why it's not be more known that there are so many pronouns um i think a lot of it is a work in progress as with most of these things so you know over time yeah this is one thing i wanted to mention actually i have been uh, doing research for all the the episodes that i have hosted and uh, you know generally it's very easy for me to find a lot of results like i can't read through all the results but here i had a lot of difficulty actually finding credible sources and actual uh, research like scientific research or scientific papers uh, on the subject 
and even when I did find it, most of them were not funded by any source or institution, which is pretty sad. Um, I think looking for science as much in these things itself to me feels a little counterproductive. Not entirely, but to some degree. Why is that? Um, because they are very personal and because they are very subjective. Um, and if you do get into queer culture, there are lots of books explaining different things. Um, uh, whether they are historical or psychological or ex just sort of introduce you um, to the LGBT world. But um, again, I'm not saying that there is no scientific basis. There's no scientific basis we know of, perhaps, but um, it feels slightly counterproductive because a lot, if you had to look at a sample size of, I don't know, like a thousand people, um, depending on their cultural context, depending on their age, depending on their current orientation, even just taking data by numbers would vary quite a bit, even within a time of five years, maybe. And right. a lot of that would be subjective. And if you, let's say, apply that to even a small country, I don't know how you'd produce very conclusive data from all of that, because you'll have people who are far right or um, are extremely homophobic, having certain opinions, and then you'll have people who are deep 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 into queer culture and things like that and within them they'd all have different opinions and different identities and all of that so um i do think this is something that's best approached a little more uh i wouldn't know the right word but maybe like personally or subjectively than looking for signs or numbers or things like that uh but yeah there isn't one source to learn a lot from other than maybe book what i do enjoy is the representation in the tv shows that have come up recently mm -hmm. especially for people our age no sure but if you for example if a, a queer person needs medical help yeah the only way to get them get it is if you know there is some scientific procedure to help them um, are you talking about about trans? Trans? No, just in general. I, trans comes under queer, right? Yes, but why would it vary for someone who is straight and someone who's gay? Maybe our bodies function. Yeah, it, it it doesn't have to be uh, physical. It can also be mental health. I mean, you're talking about the discrimination when it comes up to the point when you go up to a doctor and say, I'm gay and I need help. But do you think you're talking about that kind of discrimination? I'm talking about both. For example, trans people need physical medical help, maybe. Uh, queer people might need mental medical help. So, uh, queer people do um, help, uh, mental or physical help help from different places um, that are marked as queer friendly. Uh, so in terms of health, like for example, one of the big things was destigmatizing um, HIV amongst gay men or things like that. Yes. And um, there were initiatives in place for that or like with mental health, there are places that mark themselves 
Yes, but all these things, all these things can only happen when it has been studied, and that's the point of science to study these things. It um, have to be from a. I mean, sure, there is the entire aspect of it being a very personal thing, which I completely get. But when it comes to a, a medical thing, or for example, having a medical association say that you know we are here to help you do this, they need to be equipped enough to help them because if they are not equipped then they will be penalized for it i don't think the challenge there is with science it's more to do with politics and uh and things like that so once that changes i'm sure because in in psychology and psychotherapy and things like that unless you're part of conversion therapy or something ridiculous um it's very much established that these are normal things and um you're you're like the science to back it up exists basically um i wouldn't call it science personally no, that's, that's my point that some science needs to exist i mean it does. say for me to say that conversion therapy is is wrong or to debunk it you need some scientific evidence which exists half the world is filled with women there are enough research available for pcos when the population has women you think there will be this research available when half the world is not even allowing the thought process that we should change the laws for these people just because it goes against their religion and political agendas sure they will want my point so is, is that just because it doesn't exist does not mean that it should not exist Of course not. You're you're also supporting. I mean, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That I think if there was more scientific research done, then we might be better equipped. Is all I'm saying. Of course, we need people to come forward and push for it. Yeah, but I personally also think it's a bit of a vicious cycle because. again it's not like there is no research it's just that it's a bit of a dead end uh because of political reasons so no one's really going to fund that fund that and when there's a lack of funding in different kinds of research that might cater to a wider audience and are more pressing um the scope for activism to change things is higher in a sense and probably is more of the push we need than because i think as far as i know basic scientific evidence does exist um it's more that people won't accept it and also a lot of people who won't accept it don't believe in science to begin with <laughs> yeah we're talking much later this time also you were reading a list of offensive um words uh, was that over no no i'm not done yet okay cool yeah um okay so I after that we had using the wrong pronouns or making assumptions about others gender identities to which I would say all the uncles and aunties out there please mind your own business. Uh okay and we have uh what are you really have you had surgery if not then you're not a fill in the blank. Um yeah don't say that um asking others about a trans person's identity or offering information about someone it is inappropriate then we have cunt what pussy which is obviously uh, it 
is essentially it perpetuates misogyny and sexism. Then we have thought, which is another word for prostitute. Then we have ugly. Just in general, this is a bad word. Uh, you guys is something which, again, going back to our pronoun thing, may not be appropriate. And I guess that's it. I am so surprised I don't see the word fag on there. Uh, no, it's not given here. Really? I mean, there's a cost word. Uh, wait, do you guys know why that word exists, by the way? Isn't faggot like a, an insect or something? Uh, a faggot is basically a, like a cigarette in uh, British English. Okay. But in in the US at some point, uh, gay people were rolled up in carpets and burnt. Like a cigarette, they were rolled up and burnt. Hence, hence it exists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was I was very surprised that that one doesn't exist on the list, um, and there are yeah. few that possibly come to mind. But yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Especially with I think by people, um, there's a lot of invalidation about like uh, if you're dating X person, um, aren't you straight or gay? Um, or also with, for example. Um, someone dating someone non-binary people being confused about whether that would make them bisexual and things like that and i think people can be quite intrusive um in that sense um and a lot of people who do identify as lesbian will still date non-binary people as i mentioned uh but then people kind of come at them being like oh but you said there are this is a separate gender, so wouldn't that then make them bisexual or whatever? Um, but yeah, the bottom line is within a person's relationship, they can identify how they want and um, you deal with it. You just respect it and don't question it as much unless you're just genuinely curious and need clarification. Yeah, I guess to sum it up, just uh, stick to your business and don't poke your finger in other people's businesses. Uh, also with like uh, lesbians, dyke, I was really surprised the word dyke didn't come up. Oh, it didn't. Uh, so like, I guess dyke is, some, is a word that a lot of lesbians would use to self-identify now, although it was an offensive term and um, sort of lesbians have reclaimed it and um, there's a dyke march during Pride Week as well so yeah it's, it's pretty cool but yeah it, it all or like same with the uh, faggot a lot of gays would reclaim it yeah and uh, also like uh, at least in india i think i read there are at least four lakh queer people mm-hmm. Ak is what yeah four lakh is four hundred thousand that's not a small amount of people so this is not like a you know small thing it is something that genuinely affects a lot of people we need to learn to respect boundaries and uh, you know the list of words that we just said there are various there are a lot of different variants and whatever languages we speak so please translate to those languages and before speaking maybe think a little be a little considerate and 
don't say it if it's offensive. Uh, also, earlier, I think Paulumi was talking about representation in media, and um, I would I would just like to say that yes, it has increased, but a lot of it is not at all intersectional. Yes, especially since the whole stereotypical character that was started, I think a decade ago, of a gay best friend came through, and then yes. even though there was a lot of protest and backlash saying that you know if you want to represent them do it properly and not just as a second side character it's still going on or tv shows still do the same thing again and again so it can yeah. be a little sensitive at times but at the same time shows like maybe sex education would try to open the conversation a little bit more yeah and there's also this sort of um i don't know if trope is the right word but like this sort of um portrayal of like their personality being gay yeah not that are a gay person or like xyz person with xyz personality but it's more like ah oh, yes your personality is gay yeah and you know when you come across a few people in a restaurant and somebody says that oh he looks gay because he his hand movements are like this or he talks like that it's very insulting to even hear about someone else who's a stranger because it's really rude to even assume someone's gender identity like that yeah or sexual orientation no sexual orientation either and to add to that i would also just like to say that there is a lot of discrimination in the queer community based on race based and i can give examples if anyone is curious to know how it manifests so there's a lot of discrimination based on race on wealth and classism on disability uh and things like that so that's a major thing that needs to be addressed speaking of that i have an apology to issue um i have not been all i have not always been open uh to the idea of um, homosexuality and um as maybe when i was around 9 or 20 i had a friend in college and he used to wear this um shirt I remember and it had a single pocket and the pocket had printed flowers on it and I would keep telling him that you know it it looks gay on you or um it I mean you you shouldn't dress that way or I don't like that shirt and I apologize for that <laughs> I mean we were all immature I mean I feel like even I would have said something like that as a kid because we didn't know how to and at that time everything was a joke to us I mean it took a lot of effort to change that because you've been fed your whole life uh by people you respect and look up to and um or like it's just a casual thing that everyone does so you do it so uh I I guess it's great to acknowledge it and move on Yeah, for sure. Because the conversations up to us now, we will decide like how people around us react to it, and we're all mature enough to lead. Uh, so I was just thinking it would be fun to do a little test to see how many queer terms you guys know. So I, I have a few, like just two or three questions that I thought of myself. But what I am going to do now is also Google some. Yeah, sounds good. I already know I'm going to fail this test. 
Oh, me too. Oh my god. So, I'm gonna start with do you guys know what gold star lesbian means? What lesbian? Gold star. No. Uh, no, never heard of it. So, um, basically, it's in my opinion a bit of an offensive term but a gold star lesbian is a lesbian who's only ever slept with women or has never really had relations outside with women and it's the same with gays for platinum gays so odd yes i don't see where the gold star comes in though um you're just considered like top tier lesbian or whatever um oh uh what's a baby dyke i know dyke is a word for lesbians which is a curse word but baby dyke uh so it's usually someone who's fairly newly come out as lesbian ah uh, okay I thought it would have been something like a word in dyke, but okay. And is this an offensive term? Uh, so no, it isn't uh, an offensive term, but um, it could, like it's just commonly used, but uh, often when people come out, they aren't uh, accepted or can be dismissed both within and outside the community. Okay. Um, but often baby dykes or whatever might be taken at bondage off or people are quite rushed to show them the ways of the lesbian world which is up to you if it's good bad whatever but that's just generally the way it goes mm-hmm. um i mean rough in what terms like is there a membership for the community and how does it work that you would make it tough for them to join um i think for example if you were some identified as bisexual or as straight and then straight away go to identifying as lesbian uh people can often invalidate that um or for example sometimes people would just be like yeah you're confused you're young you know you have a few years to know what you're really like which um would a imply that sexuality can't change and b when someone sort of come out or like actively made this uh, statement and what not which can be quite difficult for some people um the whole are you sure narrative basically um, because no one's ever sure yeah of course um okay do you guys know what twink is? i feel like you might know this one twink yeah No idea. I mean, I've heard it in movies for sure, but I was never really aware that it was a curse word. It's not a curse word, but it's like in the gay community, uh, there's like twinks and bears and things like that. Uh, so, like a big hairy person would be a bear, and a twink would be someone who's young, cutesy, and like. possibly oh the clean shaven shirt type person a bit again some people might think it's um offensive some people just accept it as part of gay culture um yeah it's it's really quite subjective um something like level 0 kind of thing 
something I might have any ideals. How about I ask you about and be like, hey, do you know this person? And um, if not, I can just tell you and your listeners about who queer people. Okay. Sure. Uh, do you guys know who Trinetra is? No. No. She is someone I think who studied at uh, KMC, uh, like Manipal Medical College, and. Uh, basically was assigned male at birth and transitioned um, and did undergo surgery and kind of documented her whole process and uh, uh, is is now an Instagram sort of activist for trans rights. Oh, I do know her. I saw her in um, Behan's planning. She had come in one of the videos. Ah, I don't know what that is, but good to know. They review Netflix shows and movies, but it's on YouTube. And in fact, she came to review Dostana. Oh God, please tell me that was a bad review because that movie is so problematic. Oh my God. Yes, it's <laughs> a bad review. I mean, of course. Okay, uh, the next person I'm gonna go for is uh, Jonathan Van Ness or JVN. No idea. Uh, but JVN is someone I really, really, really fell in love with. Um, and he's on QRI. Wait, um, yeah, I know him. I've seen the episode of QRI. Oh my god, he's fabulous. Uh, the hair. Gorgeous, yeah. So um, JVN came out as non-binary recently and accepts he, she, or the pronouns. JVN is someone I love and has four cats and a dog, which itself is just reason enough for someone like me to love them but um they are someone who was diagnosed with um hiv aids and um takes treatment and advocates for um the awareness of what hiv is and um promotes the idea that people with hiv can indeed live a normal life and how you can prevent the spread uh, you know, with being affected yourself and things like that. Um, I think they have a podcast or I can't remember if it's a podcast or a show, um, but they have something called uh, Curious with uh, JVN and they just talk about a lot of different things and you learn a lot about a wide variety of things. Um, they're basically quite inherently curious about a lot of things. They do really childish things and kind of promote allowing the child within to live and uh just a really cute beautiful person um yeah so quite a nice presence i would recommend following just to brighten up your day um they do dances with coffee every morning and uh that is the highlight of my day and they also show off all their pets at the time so you know all my favorite things in one sort of instagram story yeah clearly i'm a massive fan um Oh yeah, and, and they're, they're like the biggest advocate for just being androgynous and expressing yourself however you want and um, really cool. Uh, the other person I'm going to talk about is Shiva Rai Chandani. Oh my god, I don't know anybody. That's all good, that's the point. Um, but they won, I want to say, okay, they were part of Britain, India and France's um, 
bought talent and they're a dancer and a creator uh i think they won one of them uh they are non-binary uh and uh prefer to use them pronouns um i've had the opportunity to meet them in person actually basically a dancer runs a dance academy uh in london called london school of bollywood and also is currently part of a movie production called queer parivar mm-hmm. oh that's really cool yeah um again i can send you there also a lot about expressing yourself however you want and androgyny and gender fluidity and things like that yeah um really 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 cool person i think i have heard of them yeah we did three accounts uh two non-binary folks and one woman there you go yeah that's awesome uh is there anything else either of you want to add i can talk about this for hours but as a psa i would like probably just want to reiterate that coming out is personal and no one should be forced to come out and yeah just be as expect uh, as accepting and um just non-judgmental as you can be if someone does take the courage to come out but yeah also that said there's like i could talk about it for hours uh, personally the things i may have wanted to discuss which we didn't have the chance to is um discrimination within the community and number 2 would be uh yeah polyamory yeah i guess um if you guys are free we can do it in another episode uh but let me just uh end uh, this thing right now um it was great to have both of you to discuss this and personally i think i have learned a lot I don't know for how long I will remember it but I will definitely remember it for the rest of my life to be respectful of people. Um and thank you so much for taking out time to come and join us Elena. Thank you. No thank you for having me. It was really thank good. Thank you Elena. Yeah, I was good in chat. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you Polomi. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so I'll see you guys next time. Ta-ta. <laughs> Bye.